a Shishkin Productions podcast. Hey, what's up, everyone? Yo. Another episode of the Sizzle Real Podcast. Meow, meow, meow. This is a special episode. It, it is special. It's a three-year anniversary of the Sizzle Real oh, Podcast. Oh, I thought you were saying it's special because we're a little bit late. We are a little bit late because we, we wanted it to be so so special. We wanted everyone to go. Where is it? Where is it? Well, guess what? It's because we got flooded. I can't believe what happened. Really, we got oh, flooded. Yeah. There, there was there was some flash flooding on uh, on Friday when we normally record. I, I heard <clears throat> that the studio got flooded. It basically did. I swear to God. All right, we have a special guest today, and he's not allowed to talk till he's introduced. But he is cracking up right now. So he thinks it's a joke. It's not a joke. I wouldn't say that that the the studio got flooded, but there was there was some puddling and i think what was happening is it's somehow it's leaking through like the window sills at the uh, above us yeah and and coming in through the bricks and it splashes down onto my desk and all the all the splashiness ends up on the floor i'm just glad our jellyfish is waterproof yeah yeah i mean jellyfish live in water that's true um, i i will say i came in um on sunday yes and uh my the arm of my chair was was still wet, so oh, really? I think my I was getting dripped over there too. But I don't know because I wasn't here for it. Yeah, I ended up so I had to be in on Friday pretty early in the morning, um, and the the flash flooding wasn't quite that bad yet. Because um, for for people who haven't been in the studio, our studio is like underground a little bit. It's like, yeah, it's like lower than than ground level. So uh, it is always sketchy when it rains. It's like, uh oh, will we get? Flooded. Well, I mean, we have insurance, so we're good. Yeah, and clients, but, your footage is backed up in three places. Yeah, but so it, it's fine. It, so the the reason I had to be in early on Friday is uh, we had a client coming in to uh, to review a cut of not something that I did, but something I was taking over, and we were kind of going through our initial notes to see what needs to happen with it. Oh, just, he came in here. He came oh, in I here. You guys had a phone call. Oh no, no, he uh, he came through for a couple hours. We watched it back, took notes, all that. Um, well, okay, hold on, hold on. We're, yeah. we're getting we're getting right into. Give, give me the social plugs, and then I have something to play, and then we'll. Of we'll, course, we'll of keep course. Going. Uh, we are at Sizzle Real Gang on Twitter and Instagram. We are Sizzle Real Gang at gmail.com. Send us an email. We are Sizzle Real Gang the website It's new. It's improved. Go visit it. And of course, we have the sizzle reel cold, cold line. Burr. Burr. Oh my god, that thing is so cold. That is three three two three 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 forty three sixty one. Send us a message. We actually have a voicemail right here to play, so I'm gonna play it. Hey, what's up? It's your boy Jonah, a long time listener, first time caller. I just wanted to uh, call in and say congratulations on three years, guys. Uh, you know, nobody thought you could do it, but you did it. Um, also, I can confidently say I am probably the only person who has listened to every single episode over the last three years. And also, to answer your question, I don't give a fuck about the guilt. Ooh. All right, so thank you, Joe. Appreciate you. You know, you're one of uh, maybe two people who've listened to everything. Um, yeah. Technically four, because we've listened to everything, because we're here when it happens. Yeah, so, but I, I still wouldn't say I've listened to no, everything. Sometimes half, half you just time start I'm, talking. And I I'm mean, like, uh, I literally was just on my phone, and I looked up when you got to the cold line, and I yell, oh, cold line, Bert. <laughs> um, 
He said he doesn't care about the guilds. Last episode, we did our guild power rankings. Yes. And uh, we were like, hey, tell us what you think about the guilds. Yes. And, and well, he, he aligns. Off the record, I gave you who I thought would land where. And he aligned properly. <laughs> he knew. I knew. Um, let's introduce our fucking guest before we get in this yeah, too sure. far in the show. Because I know he's eager to, to talk. He's a little chatterbox over there. Yep, always. It's the boss from lacrosse. Woo! It's the big easy crab zaddy <laughs> himself. It's Kuba. Dr- drifting photo. The fucking, oh, there it is. Crab What's zaddy up? god. Crab What's up? Zaddy. What's up, Kub? What's poppin'? Long time no see. The last time you were on was back in March. So, Damn. an entire summer. It's been a minute. You're gonna have to update us. Um, Chris. Yeah? What have you been up to? What have I been up to? Yeah, we'll get to what he's been up to because his is going to be, he's got to give us like three months of what he's been up to. Sure. So, so I kind of started talking about it on Friday, had a, uh, a client in to, to review a cut. Um, and it's a lengthy one. It, it, it starts at a, what I'm taking over is about 45. There's, there's been an hour long version. There's been a 30 minute version and we're kind of starting right in between. Um, so that whole time we were flooding, we're just watching this taking notes, very thorough notes. And, uh, I, today's the first day that I've really gotten into it. Cause, uh, the client left maybe around like one o'clock on Friday. And that gave me enough time to kind of like wrap my mind around the project. I didn't really get a chance to start editing it. Let me, let me set the scene. Basically there is a 45 minute documentary yes that has been in the works now for months yep and mm-hmm. we've been asked to take it across the finish line so we have someone's 45 minute cut that has like hours and hours and hours of material yes to work from to pull from mm-hmm. and we're being asked to, to come in and like fix it at the last minute basically. but yeah Damn. but it gets yeah. worse because when you say last minute you truly mean last minute i have a total of six days on this project to get it across the finish line. And for reference, uh, all of the music is temporary. So I need to find 45 minutes worth of music to that, that to build around the piece, you know, cause it's not right. just like an interview where you, you grab some inspirational crap and you, you put it underneath. Right. You actually have to craft all the sounds around you know, around what's happening in mm-hmm. this piece at any given time. Uh, so that that's going to be fun. Uh, I don't have the full raw uh, yet. <laughs> I, I'm working off like transcodes and, oh and proxies. Like it has like baked in baked in time code and everything mm-hmm. like that. Um, I So I basically I was handed a consolidated project and I think any of the clips that were used in it, I have those clips plus 24 hand uh, 24 frames of handles on either side. So I don't, there's not much you can do with that. Th- yeah, yeah. There's there. I'm not learning or I, not, not that I'm not learning. I'm not able to do everything I want to be able to do right now, but I'm slowly learning as I go through this project, what my limit, what limitations I'm running into. And I already knew that it was going to be a big crunch, but now I'm realizing it's going to be an even bigger crunch. And I think that my, my Wednesday and Thursday are going to be very, very long days. I know t- uh, Tuesday is tomorrow. Uh, the client is coming in around 6 or 7 p.m. So I have, you know, a full day on that. And then we're going to watch it back. And then basically oh uh, it's going to be like a 70 hour work week. And I'm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just this is the longest thing you've worked on ever, right? 
Probably. 45 minutes? I, yeah, I technically worked on one other 45-minute piece, but in a very different way. Like, that one wasn't built around story. Uh, it wasn't narrative-driven. It was, like, just a, a sit-down interview with yeah. Jesus and Marrow, and, like, you know, I was just cutting angles and, it's kind and of throwing reminds, graphics. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of when I was doing Treefort Duck. When yeah. I, like we were getting to the deadline there and I was having those crazy days. Yeah, it's uh it's going to be a lot and it'll be worth it though. I think that yeah. the piece from what I've seen, there's a lot of good stuff to work with. Yeah, absolutely. And it will be a, a favorite of like when it gets released, it will get a positive yeah. reception. Well, and, sure. and another thing I didn't mention, uh, only about a third of it is covered like by B-roll. Uh, so I have to do all of that as well. Yeah. God stuff. damn. Yep. Um, me, I've just been doing tech videos. I'm not even going to lie. <sighs> Graham was in town, our friend GB. He was in town last week. And uh, I kind of took the last few days of the week off. I just kind of knocked my shit out r- right as he arrived. Uh, and then I spent the three days kind of just partying with him pretty much. Yeah, so. Yeah. so you can hear it in my voice. My voice is shot because <laughs> I've been like out for the last like three or four nights in a row. And, bro, um, that sucks. I know it's crazy. I sound like a little frog. <laughs> a little bit. This swamp, is what, frog. swamp frog. Swamp frog. <laughs> um, yeah. Tech stuff is back. So I'm knocking all that out. I love working on the tech shit because it is chill as hell. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of stuff. They're long video. Like today I made a 37 minute video, but it was an interview. Yeah. That's it. It's it's a little bit different. So it's very, very different. Um, also returned our DJI camera. Shout out B&H for having the best return policy around. It's pretty great. Mm. Getting some money back. I, um, I went there once, though, and they were like super, super sketchy about the packaging. They were like, why is this like, why is this part that you rip open ripped open? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, like you I, have to I, rip I it open I to get it. in there. Yeah. yeah and they're like... Okay, like we'll do it, but like next time if you return something, the box has to be like perfect condition. I was like, yeah. damn. So ever since then, I've just been very careful. I don't I, know. Really? Yeah. I, I thought that it was understood that you could op- uh, return open box items as long as. So did I. But I, I don't even go there. I have them. Pr- I like have them approve the return online, and then I oh, print it out and yeah. send it to them. And there's mm. nothing. It's like, hey, you can't there's talk to me. There's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. yeah. All right, Cuba. What have you been up to? Yeah, all summer long Since you weren't March. here, and uh, you've probably been up to a lot. I know every time I talk to you, you're all on set or you're doing some shit or you had a screening. You you always got a lot going on. Cinematographer about town these days. Yeah. So March was the last time I was on. So the month after I was on, I went to Africa. Shot a shot a documentary. Um, Ooh, insane. It was pretty fun. It was a really cool experience. Um, got the drone out. Had the uh, Alexa Airy um, uh, mini LFs with oh. anamorphics. That was a pretty fun shoot. This motherfucker is upgraded, bro. He's too big for the sizzle reel now. Yeah, I was. Honestly. I was. I was about to ask if he brought your uh, your black magic pocket six K or whatever. <laughs> no, he's on. No. He's on the Aries. Yeah. We did have the the drone though. That was just like a regular Mavic drone that we were using for the aerials, which was. Great. Um, you, you didn't use one of those $10,000 ones. No, that, that's I, the I was size kinda, of this room. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, hey, can we bring like five more people just for this drone? Like, <laughs> no, but uh, why you say Ari or Ari? Ari or Ari? Well, I, I don't say know. Ari. I say Ari because I know I said it the other way, but I say Ari because it's actually how it's said in German. Yeah. But in America, people say Ari. 
Really? And so I've only ever I don't Ari. know. This is the first really? time I've ever heard Ari, but I, oh, really? I was just writing and I was like, he knows cameras better than I do. I've always said Ari. I was just saying it Ari because I'm assuming most of your audience is Americans. Yeah, well, I don't know. We <laughs> got you, America. <laughs> Fuck America. <laughs> it's Ari. Say Ari moving forward. Settle and the debate. Cook. You said you're using cook anamorphics. It's actually pronounced yeah. kook. Cookie. It's actually cookie because there's an E at the end of the cookie. Cookie anamorphics are wild. Mm. They're crazy. Zany. Yeah. They're nice. Some nice snacks. Um, (laughs) That's kind of tight, though, to have worked with Ari. I mean, actually, I think the footage you're using is Ari footage as well. Now I'm the only person at the table who's never worked with an Ari. But that's fine. I work with C300s, baby. Let's fucking go. (laughs) Yeah. So what else? Um, Yeah. I shot a couple short films for some... um, New York Film Academy students. They're like uh, thesis films. So that was interesting. I actually got to see a like a first version rough cut of it on like a big screen, which was kind of cool because I hadn't actually seen any of my work like that before. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. How'd you feel about it? Um, yeah, it was cool. It was good. It was just like, you know, rough cut V1. So it wasn't like an actual finalized thing but it was cool to see just like the story and how it all came together wait so h- how does that work you said it was uh new york film academy what was it yeah yeah so so they're students mm-hmm. but they they hi- they hire out for mm, some projects they or? can it just depends on the student like and who they know okay. so they most of the crew is other students in their class gotcha but i was brought on to do the dp work for that those two films I was on. Okay. So um, I, I assume the students that you work directly with, none of them were DPs. No. Well, one of them was, um, but they were just helping out in another, um, role. Gotcha. They were actually my first AC and he helped me a lot actually cool. with DPing because like, it's nice to have a second eye. And is it, so. is it's like a, kind of an intensive program that one where they just do it like yeah. accelerated and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's called I think it's called a filmmaking program and it's a two-year thing and so they just I think it's a two-year thing. And so the and range of people you work with must be it, like is it's not just like people 18 to 22. There's probably like a variety of ranges or in ages, that I guess. school? Yeah. Um I think it's mostly like college age like typical college age Got people it. but um it was interesting because almost everybody in that class is from another country. So it was very cool. Weird. I, I think every single person that I met was for, from another country and came to New York to go to school there. That's why. So it was yeah. really cool to just talk to them and hear their stories. But anyways, yeah, so that was fun. What do you look for when uh, when you see your work? Like, okay, because you usually will shoot it or ideally, right? You'll shoot it. You'll be hired to shoot it and make it cool. Give it to them. They figure the rest out. You're not going to want to edit it usually. Yeah. Um, what do you look for? Like when you see it on a big screen like that, like, are you, do you care about the edit? Or are you mostly like, just want to make sure my shit looks good. It's colored correctly. They, they treated it. Okay. You know, cause mm-hmm. y- y- you don't have much control over the story or the edit. So it kind of feels like useless to care about. Yeah. That yeah. I mean, you want it to be good, obviously, because like you don't want to work on something that's not good at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, I mean, mostly it's just about like the the cohesion within the story and how the shots all work together and making sure there's no like blatantly obvious mistakes. I think those are the kind of the main things I'm yeah. looking at. And just on the first watch, it's just actually seeing the story put together for the first time and not just reading it off of a script mm-hmm. between takes and like having it be super, you know, um, 
separate from each like all the lines are all separate from each other because right. it's like when you're actually filming it you're not actually like going through the script in real time it's like you know you record for like a minute or two and then you wait and you have to like reset stuff and then blah 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 and then you record again or whatever mm-hmm. so it's like actually seeing it all put together it was pretty cool for me because this is the first time i'd seen that type of thing so well what where was it was it was like in a they have some... they have a theater in the school got it, so got they it. had like a little screening and it was like their graduation like ceremony i guess as well so they mm. got their diplomas and stuff so all right so you yeah, did the fun. african documentary you did the student movies mm-hmm. and that's that's already a lot but anything else in the summer other than that it's just been like just random work jobs like you know getting hired as a cam op or ac for random stuff mm-hmm. um I know we went, yeah. we, you and I went to a screening. We went to a screening of a yep. uh, friend of the show, Phil, mm-hmm. Phil's film. Phil's film. Phil's yes. film. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think I talked about that a few weeks ago, but that was kind of Yeah. Did you guys talk about it on the, on the pod? Yeah. Yeah. We, okay. we talked about um, just the idea of a, a film festival and how, I think how specialized it was, was so interesting. Mm. It was cool. It was like yeah. all just about mom and pop shops in New York. Mm-hmm. It was fucking nuts. Yeah. But um, yeah, I've been wanting to go to more screenings, so. It's uh, it's interesting. I feel like you've been to like a million in the last like two months, maybe not a million, but at least not, like I've five been to or six. more than I've been to ever in my life this last year. Yeah, but it's still not as many as like people I know that are better than me. Well, are I you feel trying like everybody to- is just always either going to screenings or watching movies at all times, and I'm like, I don't have the capacity. I don't know how to do that. I can't like, do that. Yeah, like people watch two movies a day sometimes, like. Nope. every or like there's people that watch a movie a day every day like all year yeah long. that's insane like no matter what they'll be like i gotta go watch my movie before i go to bed to wow. get it out of the like it's like one of those things where they're like i need to have my daily movie watched that's I like passion do that yeah I I, of, i've never i've never gotten to that point i can't but. think of a, any thing that i have to like maybe eat and sleep but other than that like <laughs> i don't know if it. i have a passion for anything i do it every day <laughs> yeah yeah like, if i had the ability maybe i'd play soccer every day but um you know i've got shit to do i can't like <laughs> can't just play soccer every day mm-hmm. um coop that sounds like a pretty eventful summer ours was very slow uh we didn't have, slow. we didn't have shit really and now things are speeding up again but i will say yeah. shit was really slow and the student films were unpaid so bummer actually one of them paid just to like cover most of my expenses stuff and like a little bit of my time but you know it was nowhere near like working normally have you did you find at least like working on all of the kind of more creative stuff not the corporate shit or whatever but the more creative stuff did you find that you got good material for like a reel and stuff like that yeah i think i got some good material for real for sure and i learned like a shit ton of stuff so yeah. um yeah i think no matter what is it, it was a good experience to have have done and i would definitely do it again well the students became the teachers wow damn <laughs> it happened <laughs> it fucking happened <laughs> me and kuba gotta make this fucking uh doordash documentary bro i'm oh, trying yeah? to make a DoorDash oh, yeah? documentary doordash all, all of our listeners when they turn on the pod they it's an auditory nda i've said it before so they know they can't steal shit from us <laughs> uh okay <laughs> Into the little news section before we get to uh, crashing the boards really quick. R- we can't not talk about it. Writer's strike is over. Yeah. The wow. writer's strike writers is won. over. The writers won. It's I interesting was, that you off, say that. Well, I mean. No, it's, it's, it's continue. continue. Yeah. They, they obviously won enough to agree to their to terms. Otherwise, they would still be on strike. What right? were you saying? You said you were off. 
Uh, I was off by like three hours. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. When we we <coughs> had to guess a day last week uh, when the strike yeah. would end, and I think I said Tuesday. Yeah, we we bet ten bucks on when the strike yeah. would end. Chris mm-hmm. said Tuesday. I said Thursday. But I think that it ended on twelve oh one a.m. Pacific oh, Wednesday. Oh my okay. god! Chris, Chris was, missed wait, it by because we were doing East Coast time. Was Chris this, missed it by three hours? Three was hours. this after the tentative agreement announcement where there was like a vague like we have some agreement that might happen? No, this. Was was, this was this when was they that? just went. It was the second day that they were back at the negotiating table. Um, so there was the thought that it could happen. Right. And we were like, OK, we have to pick a day within the next week. And if we're if it doesn't happen, then we're just going to keep doing this mm-hmm. until it does. Yeah. But, and uh, I was Chris, close. Chris almost nailed it. Then he got me drunk and he tried to tell me he nailed it. And I was like, that oh, is- shit, you're right. So then I went <laughs> him 10 bucks. And then I found out the next day that he he tricked me this with is, the hours. This so, is, I, so I, I Venmo requested him back ten dollars, and he still hasn't paid me. No, this, is such, this is such a gross manipulation of the facts because we were, we went. I, I went to volleyball and I played volleyball and ele- and then we grabbed a drink after. And then Alexi yeah. was like, let's get more drinks. And, and he did great. His team won. That's true. Okay, I was okay. a good luck charm. I was a That's talisman. Mm-hmm. And then after the second bar, Alexi was like, let's go get some more drinks at a different no, bar. No, Lisa said, <laughs> let's go to a different Alexi bar. That's Alexi for you. No, Lisa said, let's go to a different bar. Lisa's the one who pitched it because I was like, oh, they're volleyball people. They don't want to drink. Like, but then Lisa, <laughs> volleyball people, because volleyball people are, uh, sorry, nerds. Kind of, but like, Soccer people, they drink. But yeah, like, sure. we were all sitting there, and, and Lisa was like, "We're going another place." And I, as soon as I heard it, I was like, "Yeah, of course, yeah. of well, course." Anyway, at no point was I getting him drunk. No, <laughs> no, at no point was I getting him drunk. And then he is the one who told me that the the rider strike had ended. And then he was like, "Oh shit, you got it right. It was Tuesday." Because I'm, I'm going to Venmo you ten dollars. And I was like, "Is it right?" And you're and and Alexi's like, "Yeah, because this ended at twelve oh one Pacific, so that makes it nine p.m. Eastern." He got it backwards. The world's doing the regression. He got it completely backwards. The all in a different direction me for me, Chris. Without, I didn't ask for it. He Venmoed it to me. And I woke up the next day and I was going through my Venmo and I was like, 10 bucks. Oh, yeah, the writer's thing. Okay, cool. And then both days this week and I get a reminder, a text a text reminder from Venmo. The passive aggressive. Alexi's asking for it back. I'm like... He'll get it back, but, but when you ask me, I want to put some more space in between. Yeah, you know? okay, God, fair enough, fair enough. The world, <laughs> the world spins on a different axis sometimes. Uh, but here's I was the thing. close though, Chris. Uh-huh. You said the writers won, and I got a text from Matt King, probably the same right the next day. Yeah, because the day after I had Venmoed you, Matt King, texts me. Have you guys recorded yet about writers? Hot take. Based on the deal, I still think the writers lost. I have to be fully transparent. I skimmed through an article about what what was negotiated, and I that that's it. This is what Matt said. They got a twelve and a half percent increase over three years since their last deal. Inflation slash cost of living is up by ten percent. They didn't work for half a year and lost about forty percent of their wages for the year. So not sure what the 5% for year one will do for them. Totally non-committal AI stuff, literally nothing. All they got was minimum writers, but as a studio exec said off the record, 
it's uh, also noted a maximum number of writers for writers rooms. He said, look at the UAW. They turned down a 20% wage bump because they are in a strong position and know that anything less than 30% is a losing battle. He said also their 12 and a half is generous. It's 5% first year, 4% second year, and 3.5% the third year. Barely even keeps up with inflation. Uh, and I wrote, I didn't really see any of the details, but judging by what you've laid out, it seems like a weak deal. And then I still haven't read about it. So I have no well, idea. What there's the also the residuals are now back for streaming. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know like how important that is in terms of like how much money that is actually they're going to be getting. But so according to this Verge article, um, they have I guess the residual rates are there. There's minimum pay bumps. There's the end of TV mini rooms. So there again are minimums. Uh, showrunners are writers whose prep time is valuable and writers need to be on set. So I think they've defined a showrunner's job in, instead of it just being like a kind of, you know, vague thing. Um, and after a show has been greenlit, the minimum staff must be guaranteed at least 20 weeks or the entire duration of the post greenlight room, whichever is shorter. So, um, yeah, writers have to be on set as well. Uh, screenwriting second steps and speedy payments are in. So uh, second steps are just like, you know, rewrites, rewrites. or notes. Uh, those are now, I guess supposed to be there they're, um you have to have them every, yes. on, on every project yeah they're required they're required uh and there's going to be um i guess speed payments now have to be sped up and they have to you know happen faster than they used to um and then uh ai i i didn't really see any like concrete things on ai um and it's easier to get healthcare and they're also going to be more transparent with streaming data and there will be better residuals. And I think those are kind of, well, I, those to me, it sounds main, like the, a win. The main things were the streaming residuals, yeah. the transparency, I thought also of the streaming companies. Yeah, exactly. The data, yeah. the streaming data transparency. I, yeah. I think it's a win. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, if it's better than what they had, how's yeah. it not a win? I mean, we can sit here and speculate all we want, but at the end of the day, like, I don't actually know what went down like yeah, in the room Yeah, and I don't know enough about this stuff to actually like have a concrete like argument about it but yeah. it seems to me like it's decent so, yeah i'm I, I like it i'm i'm in i'm glad yeah. that, that it happened yeah I, I would say that like maybe if you look at what the writers were asking for versus what they got maybe maybe they didn't get everything but also that's the whole point of negotiating yeah. it's like you ask for more than than you expect to actually get mm. now are they actually happy with this I would assume so because they signed the deal. Like they already went, what, 120, 150 days? Uh, nearly. Yeah. I think it was like 146 yeah. or something. Exactly. Yeah. If they weren't happy with this, then I don't see why they wouldn't have just kept, kept going. going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the AI stuff is a little murkier, murkier uh, because I, I guess that the studios, uh, they haven't banned uh, w the scripts that they currently have. Uh, that the studios currently own from yeah. being used to uh, to what's the word to teach the commit to, right. to, to use it for machine learning. Right. Um, but I, I don't think that any future scripts will be will be used mm -hmm. to, to incorporate AI so like anything, material. Anything written under this new deal 
basically is safe. Yeah, the contract does explicitly prohibit the use of AI, quote, to write or rewrite literary material uh, that might have been considered as a source material for a script, meaning that AI generated material can't be used to undermine our writer's credit or separated rights. It's always so murky with AI because it's just such a gray area. Like you never know really where to draw the line. It's changing so fast. It changes so fast. I will say, I mean, I'm I, anything else on writer strike because I, I don't have anything else. I was going to jump to AI. Uh, just a quick note on AI is this: this article mentions that uh, the state of California is introducing some uh, state level legislation to try to uh, limit AI's usage. It, it's interesting. It's um, I don't know what to make of it. I don't know whether it's like a luddite type stance to be like, I'm anti AI, da 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 da, or like you know, whether the futurist stance is also kind of ignorant, like maybe ignorant of potential downsides there. There's downsides from both sides. I will say I, for probably the first time in a, in a big way, I think used like AI stuff in my work this last week, um, in terms of editing specifically. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yikes, this shit's actually kind of dope. Like, it's actually pretty, it works pretty fucking well. Yeah. Um, I used it, I used like a thing called Autopod, which does, I think I, show, I showed you the other night. It, mm-hmm. it does like kind of picks angles and stuff like that. But um, it saved me a lot of time. Hey, it was look, really good. If AI could edit my piece for me, then then it can have my job, but it absolutely <laughs> cannot right now. So yeah, I'm, not, I'm not that worried about it. Yeah. And then I just like the, uh, you know, like we've talked about it before, the thing that makes all the um, the, like denoises and and makes uh, the, you know, vocals on podcasts better or whatever. That shit's great. That shit's great. There's a lot of cool parts to it. Um, I I can see uh, some sound mixers or or just audio specific people. Those jobs might get a little a little testy first before it comes for the editors um i even use it on writing like we were doing a for calling all casuals we were doing a quiz segment and um the thing i used was called quizzes and um i was making a multiple choice quiz and when you can write in your question and there's a button that if you want to use it you can just hit uh generate ai multiple choice answers and so Mm -hmm. we were doing a vocab quiz for amy so it was like soccer slang so i'd write in soccer, what is a, and then in quotes, sitter or something yes. like that. Sitter's when you miss an easy goal. Um, but it came up with, it would just generate four multiple choice answers that were like pretty good. And I didn't <laughs> use them. I used them as starting points. But I was like, oh, this is great. Like, it, it gives you kind of different avenues to work down. And I, I was really surprised. Like, fuck. Yeah, it's it's almost like having another person to bounce ideas off of. But it's uh, not a person. It's not a person. Coop, <laughs> you ever use AI in anything? Um, not really. I mean, I've messed around with it a little bit, but I, I feel like it's kind of similar to just bear with me on this one because it sounds insane. Okay. It's kind of similar to like, you know, climate change where it's like, there's, there's this thing that's coming that could potentially happen where it's not technically all the way there yet. It's not happening yet, but uh-huh. down the road it could happen. And a lot of people that their brain just turns off and they go, Oh, well it's not going to happen to me. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. That I think is kind of similar to the AI. I thing. think so. Um, and then except uh, obviously climate change is happening now and we actually see it happening now yeah. because we're further down the line of that. But yeah. I think it's like a similar. Yeah. Vibe. Well, it's like uh, you keep your head in the sand for long yeah. enough and then when you take it out, 
you're completely engulfed in it. Yeah. It's like it, you just you missed <laughs> that it was creeping up this entire time. You should start drawing New Yorker political cartoons. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> this is good stuff. Dang. Um, is there any? Okay, so uh, the next thing I have on this before we get to last thing too before crashing the boards is the iPhone 15 camera. Is there AI involved in that? Because I keep getting this. I got a TikTok last week, and I thought this shit was very impressive. And I, I told you about it, and you were like, "This tech has been in the phone." for like years or something. But the guy had a, he zoomed in like five X yep. and he filmed a statue in the distance and he kind of just walked. And as he's walking, he's just keeping the statue kind of in the middle square. And then he just hits, it, hits render or something. And it completely stabilizes the entire image. He's not even trying to stay stable. He's yeah, just like, walking yeah, he normally. screen records his phone screen while he's filming. So you can see what the phone is actually seeing on the screen. Mm-hmm. And it is so, super bumpy and he's just walking like casually he's not like you know doing the gimbal stance like yeah the right ninja he's walk literally thing. just like walking with his phone in one hand super bumpy. it's insane yeah the action mode is wild yeah, yeah is that a, what it's called i was gonna say yeah, action active, mode. Act, action well, mode. there's a lot of ai and with apple stuff but they never use the word ai they always use like you know machine learning yeah. or like stuff like that because it's it's a, ju- it's just software it's just yeah. software, okay. Yeah. There you go. Software well, improvements. Um, <laughs> it looked it looked fucking amazing. It I'm does. Not even it lie. is sick. Yeah, it was Tyler Stallman. I think is the guy who. Well, I know it. the the action mode that came around either last year or two years ago because they had a a commercial of like a mom running. Oh, that's right. Running that's down, right, recording right. her kid in a race. Um, that I used in a, a couple rip films. Yeah. What's really sick about the new one is the telephoto tetra prism lens design which is crazy like what, the way that what it's is that? there's like three different prisms that are all lined up in the like in front of the sensor that allows i don't know exactly the technology how it works but it essentially allows for a longer focal length without making a really long lens that would stick out of the phone super long so basically more more glass elements yeah yeah more magnification or something. yeah prisms specifically is what it like allows it to do that so right. yeah you get the 120 millimeter focal length or whatever it is. Um, another cool thing I think is the log mode that they oh, have yeah, now. That's it's actually like Apple sick. log or something. Yeah. It's so you can like shoot in log on the phone. Oh really? And I was like, some of the results the look incredible. Really honestly. good actually. Yeah. Like insane. Well, they, they introduced ProRes what, like a year or two ago as well. Yeah. And now it's ProRes log. I assume. ProRes and log is like the combination of it is insane. The the limiting factor is going to be the storage on the phone. Yeah, like much, they got USB C now, so they can offload fo- oh, yeah. offload footage. <laughs> they have USB C now, like it's a feature. No, <laughs> like I they know. Were forced no, to do it. No, no, no. I'm not saying like I it's know, a know. feature. I'm saying now that they have it, they can you know plug it into a yeah, computer it and offload makes everything. Sense. Yeah, it honestly seems from like all the things I've read, it scores really well. Um, across the board for video, whether that's, you know, in terms of artifacts, stabilization, noise, any of those things, textures, exposure or whatever, autofocus, mm-hmm. it, it, it really seems to be an incredible fucking camera. Um, having said that, it's a phone, so I'm yeah. not going to get it. Yeah. It's still a phone <laughs> camera. And yeah, the, yeah. Like the other thing is like, yes, I'm sure it's better than the 14 pro, but it's only incrementally better. You know, like it's the same incrementally better that it is every year. Sometimes I wish they would just release a phone every two years. Yeah, and dude. Like, I agree. Imagine the bangers they would come out with every two years. It'd yeah. be so much more like, worth it. Cause yeah. like, that's how most people purchase their phones. Yeah. Anyway, I know, I know a some lot of people, people buy them every year, every year but, but like, I think your average person waits until they can renew on their 
their AT&T or Verizon contract and get their free phone, which is usually yeah. every two years. What um, So you've made videos in the past on YouTube about mm-hmm. like reviewing or kind of testing out the phones, right? Like their yeah. new cameras. Are you going to do yeah. one for this too? Uh, no, not getting yeah. the new one um, because... I just, I don't think it's worth it this year for me personally. Yeah. Um, I would like to sh- try to shoot something on it cause it seems cool, but I'm just like, yeah, I've at this point I don't feel like doing it anymore. <laughs> well, if anyone, so. if you, if you out there, if you're a sizzler and you have an iPhone 15 pro, is it pro max? Is that what it is? Is that what it's called? The the best one? Yeah. If yeah, you're yeah. if you have an iPhone 15 Pro Max and you want to lend it to Cuba to make a YouTube video, <laughs> call in 332-333-4361. Yeah. Let us know. Tell us your address. Uh, send it to us, 55 Meadow Street. Just send it over in a box. Cuba will make a video from it. I guarantee it. <laughs> You'll yeah. definitely get it back if you yeah, mail don't, it. Don't, yeah. don't bother putting a return address. Yeah. Yeah. Mail yeah. your we'll phone. We'll handle us. it. We'll handle yeah. that. Mail us your phone. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Um, all right, anything else on iPhone 15 camera, or should we just get into crashing the boards? Yeah, let's just get into it. This is crashing the boards 13, and 13 is a pretty spooky wow. number. October is a spooky month. Last Ooh. time Coop was here, we also crashed the boards. He's kind of our board crashing guy. Yeah. And um, mm. he still didn't know how to do it when he came in today. He was like, so how does it work again? Oh, is this like the third time he's done this with Christ, us? Oh, my bro. God. I do something once every year, and it's like, how am I supposed don't even to remember? remember. time together. He's busy. He's busy. Yeah, he's got shoots to go I fucking on. hate you guys. He's, a, he's, a, he's an Ari guy now. He's an Ari guy. Now. <laughs> I heard he's an Ari guy. He's an Ari oh, guy. Um, okay, so, Kuba, you picked a few here. Chris, did you have a chance to look at any? Um. I did I, one of these I looked at earlier this week just because I was on on the board. Uh, but I, no, I haven't really. I, looked I at think these. I think we should. These are all four like really, really good. So I think we should just go with all of them. Chris, I'll let you go first. Why don't you pick the one you want to start with and then we'll start with that one. OK, the first one is uh, it's a rant. It is footage is so bad. I can't watch it without cringing. Uh, and this this editor is basically saying they agreed to cut a short film for a friend for a, a, a good fee, like a, a cheap fee because they're friends. Um, but this friend is apparently not a good director at all. The camera shots are all over the place. The composition's trash. The dialogue is like Tommy Wiseau level. Uh, it's just not really good. Weather changes in every single take. Just let you know all the all the details that get lost when you don't have a good director. Um and that that's really about it. They don't, there, there's no like, what do you do in this situation? It's just a rant. Yeah. They're just yeah. complaining about the shitty dialogue, watching seven hours of footage that doesn't make any sense and just getting secondhand embarrassment from how bad it is. Have you guys ever had projects like this? It, okay. So I can't think of any that are that bad, like at that level that I've had. Um, Cause usually I, we'll just say, I don't want to do it. Like yeah. I'll, if I'll, I'll look at the footage and just go, Hey, sorry, I can't do it. Um, having said that, sorry, go quick okay. plug though. That's yeah, a plug. great just plug say. for footage first, because yep. if you see the footage before you agree to do it, yeah, then you don't run into this issue. It's a good point. You yeah. got to see the Same footage page. first. You yeah. Go footage to footage first.com, sign up, uh, yeah. use the promo code sizzle for a free first month. Yes. I don't oh. I think it's just free. But and, and, and now if you're the director in this case, uh, you're fucked. No, yeah. <laughs> no, no I, I think here's how I would I would play it. Like if you it really like it seems like this person likes editing because they're they're doing this. I think you could if you're that close to the director, you could talk to him. And go, look, I'm be real with you. 
the shit is not matching and it's going to look fucking weird and bad if we try to do this in a traditional style. So let's get weird and experimental with it and then we can make something cool. Yeah. It'll just be an experimental film. That's like the cool part about filmmaking is it's it's a kind of a blank canvas. You can make it. You can make anything you want now, especially with so much access to stock footage, so much access to music libraries, sound libraries, gra- like you can graphic elements, plugins, like you can do anything you want. So to me, it seems like a fix it and post job, which fucking sucks. It but it's also is. you can change it in post type jobs. So. The other the other, I guess, a different way of looking at it would be to have that director sit in with you on your edits. And yeah. mm. this is going to be kind of brutal, but show him specifically like what's not working and why it's not working mm-hmm. and use it as a, a teaching moment for that director because like those mistakes aren't just ma- magically going to get fixed if he's not even aware that he's making them. Right. And look, maybe he is, maybe he knows he didn't do a great job, but just sitting in on that edit and understanding what he, he came back with when he shot yeah. is going to go a long way in him fixing that in the future. And it could just be a situation where you just edit the best you can. You don't have to get super creative with it. Just do your standard edit with the bad footage and don't think too hard about it yeah. because one, it sounds like this is not even a real gig. Like you can help your friend a little bit, but it's, it's not like you're going to lose an important client mm. in this. Um, and yeah, just just edit it and don't let it take up so much of your time. Like, don't don't get too invested in it because yeah. bad edits can really fuck with your head. Yeah, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's a um, potential chance for like learning. You know, so that's that's good on both parts. Even like as the editor, if you're forced to make it, you're gonna learn. You know, how to cope and make things work as best as possible. Yeah. So you'll probably event you'll like you know learn a little bit. But I I was just like. I don't even know what I'd do in that situation, but what you said made a lot of sense with like just sitting down and being like honest about it. If you yeah. have that type of relationship, you know? Yeah. Someone here wrote to just speed through it. They're basically yeah. like saying, Hey, literally just get your V one out as fast as you can. Just pick just the best takes, pick the best takes, follow the yeah. script, yeah. then sit with the director and go, this is what it looks like the way that you have it. Yeah. And then provide maybe ideas to change it or, or let them find their own ideas to change it, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure the director would would watch that V1 and go, ah, okay, <laughs> you're right. This maybe isn't it. <laughs> yeah. But I've had like one project where another thought about it for a second. I've had one project where like I didn't take it from the beginning. I had to jump in kind of towards the end to make some fixes, but it was like so all over the place and not like for me, technically it wasn't where I wanted it to be. So I just did the part. I was only on it for like a few days at the end to kind of finish it up and uh, maybe like one week. And uh, I just told the director, like, I just don't want my name in the credits. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. They, they were like, Oh, Hey, how do you, you know, we're going to, we're making the credits. Like, what do you want? I was like, I, I just, just don't, don't even involve me in it. Cause like, it, yeah. I don't know. I just did the work. And that's different because I was getting money. I was getting a day rate. This yeah. one's different because you're like working with a friend who's a director and you did it for cheap or free. I, th- mm-hmm. I think I only, I can only think of like one actually paid by a professional company uh, project where the footage made me cringe and like watching the entire thing made me cringe after it was done. Uh, it was Spacelift. 
I, I feel like it's been long enough. I can just yeah. say it. No yeah. one, it's not. Fun. I think they took it off the internet completely. Yeah. Um. It, it was a project with Complex, and it was during. Well, that was a weird one because it was during the pandemic. Yeah. So like it was like lit like uh, literally they had planned everything out to do in person, and then they had to, but they they had to cancel everything but yeah. the deadline still existed and they still owed deliverables to a client so mm-hmm. it was like fuck what mm-hmm. do we do and it's yeah. just a bunch of zoom footage and it shit because yes. i've had that before so all the interviews were on zoom uh which it's fine like at that point in time you could get away with having zoom and you had you know have a nice uh mortise with a a, a box for yeah. it and it was fine but basically the premise was these these uh uh, high school seniors just graduated and they were heading to college for the first time. In a, in, in a nutshell, and it was like an interior design show about yes. making your dorm room look cool. Yes. But you can't do that if you're not in person. But <laughs> they still had to do it because they owed the client or yeah, they owed videos. So so basically they do it on Zoom and the, the footage came from asking the uh, student to use their phone to film stuff. But yes. they're not, they don't, mm. they don't know how to film. So yeah. I honestly think that with all of the obstacles, you actually did a really incredible job. Like it actually looked fucking good. Yeah. But it's just that that concept doesn't work. Not in person. And it it definitely like looking at some of the, the B roll, they even made the final cut. It's like, it's bad. It's cringe. You know, it's not, it's not shot like a professional would shoot it. It's just like someone with their phone and just continuously moving throughout their room the entire time. Not landing on anything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Coop, I'll let you go next of, of these three. Oh. Why don't you pick one that, that um, yeah. you like? I know you probably like all of them because you, you picked all of them. Um, yeah. Wow. For Cuba did all of the producing for crashing the boards this week. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> Damn. He's a DP. And don't a put my name on the credits though. Oh, trust me. Never. We won't. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, the unanimous decision. Uh, um, I guess this one is, um, this person's asking if Da Vinci is worth transitioning to from Premiere. Mm. Um, they said they've had a lot of interest in it recently because of color grading, and um, they had they actually saw a job opportunity for an editor that had to be um, seasoned in Da Vinci, is what they said. That's really funny because um, there's no such thing as a seasoned Da Vinci editor, in my opinion, because yeah. it hasn't been around long enough to be seen. You can be a seasoned editor who knows Da Vinci, but. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, this person is just asking, like, how people, you know, what they like about it and everything like that. And the only reason I picked this one, actually, is because I'm actually editing my first thing in Resolve currently. Like, before I came here, I was editing Resolve. Yeah. Um, it's so, like a personal project or? Uh, no, it's a client project. Okay. Yeah. But it's fairly simple. So I was like, I think it's a good option to just, like, try it out and, and see how it goes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you guys have like looked into it at all or anything, but I think Chris has looked into it more than I. Yeah. I've used it a few times, but never to, I've never really edited with it. I'm usually using it <clears throat> for like working with, uh, with like black magic raw or like pretty much it's just to, to proxy black magic raw footage. It's the only time I've really used it. Mm. Um, and I like, I've looked into it a few times. My thing with it, like whether it's worth learning or not, I absolutely think that it's worth learning. Um, and I, cause I think they have a, uh, they're rapidly gaining market share and just the fact that you can, if you're interested in doing color as well, that you can do it right from the same program. And it seems like a, it's, it's free, right? There's, yeah. there's a free version of it. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and then there's a more robust paid version of it. Yeah. Uh, but my main thing is like, if you are trying to become a, an editor professionally, you still are going to need to know either Premiere or Avid. Um, if you're going to, well, I mean, I guess it depends on what environments you're working on, but yeah. if you want to work at like a, a post agency or just any, any established production company is going to be using one of either Premiere or Avid. Uh, I agree. Because I think Resolve is just a little bit too new for too many studios to have built their workflow around it. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think that it's going to help you in the future. And like, if that's your preferred editor, I mean, go for it. I, yeah. I also like, apparently they have, they already have like a keyboard, uh, uh, like map to for premier users. So yeah. to make it even easier to transition. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, I mean, it seems like the general idea and I've always thought this about editing programs is like, if you're learning a new NLE, if you've been editing for like years and you, like I've edited for, I've been in whatever, an editor or whatever for over, over a decade. Yes. And like, I think I can just, I, I could probably just like pick up any NLE and know my way around it within a week. A week, yeah. Because like, it's not about, it's not about like the program. It's about what do you want to do? And if you know what you want to do, you can look up how to do it and you can learn how to do it. It's not hard. It's not like, oh, well, Da Vinci's crazy because in order to cut, you actually have to like, there's like a foot pedal that you have to hold down and spin <laughs> a wheel and then like click this. It's like you just press V or B or X. It's yeah, like they're yeah. all, it's, it's like, that's the only difference, you know? Yeah. So it's not like super crazy. Yeah. Uh, this person, I did think it was interesting at the end of their thing, they wrote, I feel like Adobe Premiere might be the least popular and Final Cut and Da Vinci might be a wiser career choice. I think that is someone who's very green because it's That's... like Adobe Premiere is is the is all probably the most popular. I think Avid is like the most professional. Yeah, yes. Avid is used for like Hollywood yeah, stuff. Avid and is the most films, professional. I think like Premiere that. is the most widely used. Yeah, uh, I think Da Vinci is like for hipsters, and Final Cut <laughs> is for like. I don't, I don't know even Final know Cut is for. Like, I know I know there are people who really like it, but I just I don't think that professionals use it still. Um, I'm I'm sure it has great features. I'm sure it does lots of things really well. If you want to edit your personal projects on Final Cut Pro, go for it. But if you come into a, like a corporate uh, video production environment with your Final Cut Pro, uh, you, I mean, you, I can, you, you will get laughed at. I can tell you, not you probably won't even just you probably just won't even get in yeah. because, like, I can tell you when we look for freelancers, if their main thing is Final Cut Pro and they don't know Premiere, I'm not gonna hire them. Like, yeah, because like we we work yeah. in Premiere, it's just how it works. Yeah. Um, any other things on DaVinci? Um, You're never coming back to Premiere at this point. Unless, no, I, like, I still have it. I just wanted to try because right. I've never actually done a full project in Resolve. And this one, I feel like is not going to be too hard to do. So I'll, yeah. I'll just try it out. What's your experience so far editing within it? Um, It's pretty good. Like I'm still like, you know, finding some key keyboard shortcuts that actually weren't fully ported over from the Premiere one, which okay. is interesting. Um, So it's just a little bit of you know just learning the nuances there. yeah and just like the timeline i think is it just works differently and you know you just have like the literal muscle memory of how you edit in premiere and yeah. if it's not perfectly like that it's like it feels weird so yeah. i don't think it's really necessarily anything wrong with the program it's just i mean if i don't even have my from one to another if i don't have my mouse my muscle yeah. memory gets thrown off yeah, you know? yeah, like yeah. I, i'm useless if i i don't have my setup yeah but it's really cool though because you can do literally every possible thing in one program and it's yeah. free for most of the stuff so yeah you can you know edit color 
do audio, visual effects, all of that stuff in one program, and it's free. And I just remember back in the day, you were all you were like. Uh, it seemed like Premiere was wear was wearing thin. It's wearing out its welcome with you. Oh yeah, you I mean, I, like, I hate it's it. always crashing. It it's is always, always crashing. It is. I fucking hate the program. I hate Adobe. They're they're criminals. They charge people shit loads of money. They don't let you cancel your subscription halfway through the year. Then you have to pay the second half of the year if you cancel it. Like yep. they. Uh, I just hate them personally at this point. I probably yeah. shouldn't say this on no, say on a podcast. And they're not yeah, going to sponsor us. Don't yeah, worry. no, I mean, no, I mean, we wouldn't, we wouldn't accept just, the money anyways. I wouldn't. Sizzleril doesn't accept money. <laughs> I you guys don't money. take bribes. No, dude, we're uh, anarchists. We're yeah, the anarchists. It's not that we podcast. don't accept money. We just don't well, make money. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> nice. We forgot <laughs> how to get it. <laughs> Where to go? Um, that's the thing. I think a lot of people are just sick and tired of the whole Adobe Premiere like bullshit and are like for my mental health I like people have literally said that they switched away from Premiere for their mental health and said that their their headspace is cleared so much because how much easier it is to just have a project that doesn't crash ever and is optimized much better so they need to figure their hardware out or something because we don't really have the main issues with it. Every once in a blue, like yeah. maybe once a month, I'll have like an it maybe once a month. But usually, it ends up being it's a hardware thing. It's not like the software isn't really ever the problem. It's that my computer's old at this point, and we have a SMB storage system that like is now out of um out of warranty or whatever. So sure. it has hasn't been updated. It's actually old at this point. Our server is. Yep. It's so old that like in order to upgrade it and update it through their client, their online portal and their client, it's not possible anymore. We have to mm. actually offline it, send it to them physically for them to f- to update it or something like that. The yeah. things that so would always give that's with- the problem. And but yeah. even then, we only have like one, may- maybe one hiccup a month, every month or two. At least that's I do. definitely not normal because I feel like a lot of people just have had project ruining bugs where they literally are halfway into a project and the whole thing is fucked and they have to start over from the very beginning that's like that's, bliss actually had that recently not really? he to, had a client video that he was halfway through and there was some bug where it replaced every clip with the same clip wow so he had you know dozens of cuts all over the place the edit everything all of it and then he went and would play it and every cut was just the first frame the starting of the point same of every clip, clip yeah. and just cut a different lengths and there was no auto I think he went tried to go back to the auto saves oh. all their stuff like that and he had to restart it and was late for a deadline because of it and that's just another reason why it's like yeah I've people never... are so frustrated with it because it, it there's stuff that's like that that can happen where with resolve that the stuff like never happens and if it does it's auto saved anyways and you just reopen it you don't even yeah. have to like I mean Premiere's auto saved you, know? you know I don't know I Every 15 minutes or whatever you have it I've set cut, to. I've cut a feature length documentary that involved eight years of footage from all these different places that was living on like three separate hard drives and the server and yeah. in my downloads folder and everywhere. I've never, I didn't have a single really issue with it other than yeah. like my computer's slow because I had too many things mm-hmm. and I didn't proxy enough stuff. I definitely but, like maybe three or four years ago, I would have more frequent complaints with Premiere. They were never like project devastating uh, issues like that. Yeah. Just small shit, small yeah. little bugs that just keep popping up. And then for a little bit, one specific version was crashing all the time for me. And then once it updated, everything was good. But 
Premiere for me has gotten more and more stable over the last couple of years mm-hmm. and all the all the features that they've been adding are actually useful They're features. Good now, yeah. Like mm-hmm. almost every feature they've added over the last two to three years I find extremely useful. Except for yeah. essential graphics. Uh, essential graphics is useful, it's just that it is a RAM hog. So like yeah. as soon as it comes up, like my computer starts crawling and I can't play things back. But yeah. you just turned me on to essential sound this week and that's like that's monumental. Like, I don't want to understate how monumental this is because I have always been on this fucking show. You could probably hear me saying essential sound is trash. You should do it yourself. And then I did it today. I was like, Oh my God, this thing is incredible. Like essential sound is actually fucking incredible. I I used it last week and just did like a loudness match. And it basically just auto auto leveled all of the dialogue in my piece. Yeah. it it, It does so much cool stuff. Like you can, you can set, um, like denoising across the thing, but based on like ex- extremes, you can you can dial in how extreme you want it to be. Like you said, loudness matching with music, it can do auto ducking and all this shit. And that's just like the tip of the iceberg. It, it's really I'm an, I'm an Adobe apologist at this point. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what. I think it matters what you like. So it doesn't matter what you yeah. use. Yeah, you yeah. use whatever you and want. You use whatever you like and what you works for you. So cap cut. Yeah, like I, <laughs> I just feel horrible when I use Premiere. So I actually opened Premiere to edit this project, and there was some weird bug that was happening immediately, and I was just like, nope, and just opened Resolve, and just was decided then and there that I was going to edit it in Resolve because I just didn't want to deal with it. How do you but feel for me? I think it's different because also I. I am not an editor as much now. So yeah. it's just like for me, I'd rather just have a program that may not have all of the bells and whistles and compatibility in terms of like working with other people and all of that, yeah. but is more reliable, is easier to use and has a workflow that works better with color for yeah. me, which and, is important for me. And, and has, that's why it's good for me, I guess. But And it has a swaggier UI. It looks swaggy, swaggy, swaggy UI. Yeah. It does look like it's not from like fucking 2001, like Premiere does. Oh yeah, Premiere is lit like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 2001's back in a big way, dude. I've been wearing fucking low rise jeans lately. Yeah. Um, I uh, and spaghetti straps. I don't know, it's been wild. But <laughs> you got a whale tail? <laughs> don't look at my whale tail. Chris is the one with the tail. Um, that's an old callback. Uh, how do you feel about Adobe Premiere or DaVinci Resolve? What do you prefer and why? Call in. 332-333-4361 leave a message Mer- let us know Mer- maybe you're still on final cut seven like joe nana who knows <laughs> legend he uses avid uh, last question <laughs> that we have for crashing the boards is this one it's about uh filmmakers and community i think this is an interesting one um because it kind of ties into you know going to screenings and stuff like that this one says where do filmmakers communicate with each other on the internet besides reddit they say i've found several rather small groups on facebook is there anything else? What's the largest filmmakers community on the web? And I kind of want to expand on that and just talk about, you know, f- filmmaker communities, even physically, like locally or whatever, you know, how, have you, cause I feel like Cuba, you this year have met, maybe I'm tripping, but I feel like specifically in the last like year, you've met like a ton of local filmmakers and you've really expanded your local filmmaking community. Um, I think I have to an extent, but it's mostly through you. So, um, I don't know. What do you guys think about, uh, you know, communities and filmmaking and stuff like that? Uh, I am the worst person to ask because <laughs> Reddit is the closest I get to a filmmaking community, but I'm also, I'm not a filmmaker. I'm an editor and editors are hard to talk to because they don't want to 
they don't want to talk to you. They want to. No. They don't want to go out. They don't want to do things. Editors want to. They want to sit in front of their computer, and when they're done, they want to sit in front of their TV. You know, like it's <laughs> true. It's like, editors are kind of like that. When, when an editor starts getting social and extroverted, they become a director. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much yeah. It's, uh, what, do you, what do you think, Coop? Well, I don't know. It's it's hard because I don't know if there's a one size fits all answer for this one. I think it depends on a lot of factors, like where you're from, what city you're in, yeah. who you already know that's in the industry at all. Um, I think I got really lucky by knowing a couple people that were nice enough to invite me to meet more people, and mm-hmm. um, that's kind of how it went for me. And I I never really like went solely through like online finding people but i know you can probably do that like if you just i know this sounds corny but if you just go to some networking events that are free and meet people even if they don't seem like the craziest connections ever they might know somebody that you know you might meet that knows another person you might meet and it's you just never know and i think that's one thing i've learned especially in new york because i think it's a very powerful thing that happens here specifically is the power of just like meeting somebody and being nice to them and, yeah. uh, you know, having a common interest and then they might think of you and yeah. invite you to another thing where they, where they have somebody they look up to that right. you can meet. And that's, I think how I've met everybody. It's, it's really interesting because I feel like the idea of networking or networking and community building are very similar. They have a lot of similar concepts, but networking always has this weird, uh, connotation of like, you know, business it's business whereas like community building has a connotation of art and community and so i i think mm. i personally think they're one and the same i think yeah. if you want to go the important part is to meet people and just talk to them and it's cool like you don't have to work together except you just know that each other's work exists and then you can go support them when their work is shown or you know you can do whatever i've always said i'll watch anything that someone i know has made like I'm way more likely to watch something that someone I know has made than like a random movie or a random TV show, you know, yeah. like we have a mutual friend who last night sent me a screener to something. Yeah. I'm going to watch it tonight, yeah. which is nuts. Cause like I haven't sat down to watch something at home. That's not sports in literally probably not sports or the Simpsons or King of the Hill in <laughs> fucking like eight months. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I, I bought a, I've bought one book in like the last three or four years and it's because our friend, oh, that's his government. Our friend Retro wrote a, a book <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm going to buy this. And then the week after it arrived, I put it on uh, the coffee table and our other friend, Luis, came through and was like, can I borrow this? And I said, yes. And I still haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, forgot to ask him, about it. ask him about it. But that's the thing. Is yeah. It's all about building community. That's really yeah. what it comes down I to. I mean, I think there's... And, and, uh, sorry, last yeah. thing. I think it's oodles, oodles and oodles harder to do that online. I think yeah. Co- yeah. online is oh, like yeah, a, the impossible. idea of community, but it's not real. Yeah. It's not real. I think I think even if you are online, you're you're better off like in your neighborhood subreddit versus like on r slash filmmakers. Yeah. It's like oh, yeah. e- even this uh, this post that we're discussing, there's like two million people in that subreddit. Yeah, it's been up for 13 hours and has like four replies because yeah. it's not really a community. Like, no, it's, it's just, not. It's a yeah. place where yeah. people post some shit. Well, yeah, also, I mean, so, yeah. sorry, one last thing on that, like a quick, quick little sub note is like you can like get 
say you talk on online in a community and then you decide, hey, you know what? Let's all get together in person and go do this thing. Uh, you'll have like, say 15 people say they're down. By the time the thing comes, thir- 12 of those people will have dropped off or yep. not shown up. And it ends up being you and like two people. And you're like, well, I'm glad we're here, but this isn't the 15 we expected. Exactly. So. Yeah. I think it's just like, your mentality of going into it. Like I don't go into networking events thinking like, Oh, this is a great opportunity for me to like get more work. It's like, I honestly just want to make friends that are into the same things as me. And that's, that's literally the best way to do it is because everybody there does something in the field that, you know, you're into. Yeah. So yeah, it's just about making friends and you know, friends get each other work. So that's why I'm bad at networking. I don't want any friends. <laughs> I already have facts. too many. That's oh my god, Chris is so popular, dude. If you're a Chris's friend, call in three three two three I don't think there's anyone who listens who who is not my friend. <laughs> Chris, is, Chris is embarrassed about this show. <laughs> Me too. Um, all right, that was good. We crashed the boards. Let's get into what we learned last week. What we learned last week. All right, Krusty, why don't you kick us off? All right. I learned about, uh, you know, the skateboarding trick, the stale fish. Mm, uh, tasty. Yes. I, I learned about the origins of, of its name and it comes from when uh, Tony Hawk was uh, a teenager. He was at like a, a skate camp or something in, in Sweden. And for lunch every day, they were serving like it's Sweden. So it's like fish in a can with the bones still in and all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, he was he was keeping a, a a really cryptic diary at the time and i guess when he was writing about his lunch he just wrote stale fish in it one day uh well some <laughs> some random british dude was also at that camp uh and he was going through his uh his diary or his journal and he saw the word stale fish and he was like oh stale fish is is that that trick that you've been doing and tony was like sure yeah and then it. then it just became the stale fish that's fucking dope mm-hmm. yeah it's a classic trick it's a great name too um for me, I learned about a thing called typefaceanimator.com. It's like uh, you can just type in anything you want and then it has like a GUI uh, where you like a graphic interface where you can drag sliders and set values. And uh, basically it just makes animated text for you that just like you can export it as a GIF or you can screen record it, do whatever you want. Um, pretty useful tool to make just like random interesting text things. So like could be good if you want to make a something to put on an Instagram story for like a flyer, like promoting an event with the date and time or something like that. It has so many different things to choose from a lot of different styles and they're all like, yeah, fairly cool. Fairly. Like, are they, are they like set fonts or can you upload your custom font? I'm not or? really sure how okay. the font part of it works. I, I imagine you're able to change them, but um, yeah, typefaceanimator.com. And I don't even, I don't know if it works very well on a phone. How does it like, it how does that actually like do you have to make it in there and then export it from there or can you like actually export a whole font yeah so thing it, from that so and I, use I, it I just like, pulled it up on my phone so right yeah. now like this is for example one of the typefaces it's like a waving flag of colors oh, in this little box you can type what you want and mm-hmm. it'll change it right so i'll change that to say um whatever anything and then i hit done and then uh, you can see it's all changed up here. Yeah, it's kind of like a like a WYSIWYG. Yeah, here. yeah, it's a WYSIWYG. And then you can change you can change the colors. You can like change the uh, you know you can slide slide the sliders to make different uh, you know the the amount of characters in one line, how sure. tall the characters are, and stuff like that. And uh, when you export it right now, it just says it's a GIF. So it's not super 
in depth, but it's also got a bunch of presets that you can try. You know, you can oh, see that's that. Cool. Yeah. There's a lot of really yeah. cool things that you can do with it. Yeah. And it's like I said, it's mostly useful, I think, for like Honestly, Instagram story type. Shit. It looks like the kind of uh, kind of image that we would put on Scissorial Gang, the website. It, com. it really does. It really does. Oh, uh, yeah. Typeface animator dot com. Coob, hmm. uh, what'd you learn? Um, I was forget like about this segment. So I, I last minute was like racking my brain and I remembered like I think I'm a little late to this, but Twitter is apparently going to be charging every user a fee to use in order to try to combat like bots. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. So. I'm kind That's of what late, they said. I, I think they ran it back. I think they, they did. They, I'm I confused so. because Amy said something along those lines to me one or two weeks ago. Yeah. And so then the next day I looked it up and I couldn't find anything about it. Everything I was finding was from like July 2023 about Twitter blue and all mm. that shit. Uh, and I just I couldn't I couldn't verify it anywhere. So I, I, I assumed that she had misheard or I believe, maybe I believe what happened was Muskie said that he was going to do it. Yeah. Oh. And then uh, when they asked the actual CEO, uh, what's her name? Like Linda or some shit. When they asked her about the about this, she was basically like, well, you know, like, who knows? And yeah. uh, I think that Muskie was just kind of shooting from the hip. And, yeah, um, he, he tends to. Do, didn't he literally shoot from the hip this weekend? Oh, yeah, 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 he, yeah, he was playing with guns Texas or something. Or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, he, he wore a, a cowboy hat backward and then. Oh, my God, that picture. Did you see that picture yeah. of him? Like that profile picture? Yeah. Oh, my God. He looks. I didn't see. I don't keep up with he him He looks much. like he should not be alive. Yeah. <laughs> like that picture. Yeah. Savage. No, no, I'm just saying he looks horrible in that yeah, picture, dude. He's like, looking rough. Um, yeah. I, I think that that would kill X and yeah. if that happened. Like I, I've not <laughs> talked to a single person who Yeah. If they've if they wanted to pay for it, they would have already paid by now to yeah. get the premium. Which by the way is hundred and fifteen dollars a year. Yeah. I'm not it's gonna fucking insane. I'll but, just wait for everyone else to post the Twitter links to Reddit and I'll read it there. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I'm on Blue Sky Huh? Yeah, I got the mm. code. It uh I haven't logged on since the day I logged on to enter the code. Okay. So I don't know anything nice. about it. But I think um He doesn't get any referrals though. No, I got that's what I'm saying. I got I got oh, I got two codes. Yeah now. Oh shit. But Wait, um, maybe somebody could call in for one of them. Uh giveaway? Yeah, we'll do a giveaway. Yeah, call in. If you call in and you want a code, I'll fucking give it to you. It, uh, <laughs> there's literally nobody on that website. I mean it, I don't know. Like I said, I haven't opened it. It's not interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. It's not a habit I've formed. It's, I like, just, it's like when I signed up for Mastodon. Mastodon, I'm, I also don't know yeah. anything about I, it. I've signed up. I don't, yeah. It doesn't I just don't work. get like the, are bots really a big enough problem where people are like, yeah, I will pay to hopefully reduce bots. No, like, you're I don't think so. it's. You're just going to pay and there's still going to be bots. Yeah. It's Here's like. I don't, I don't need get the justification the for it. Have check marks. <laughs> I don't need another uh, like uh. online community. I have enough online communities. I don't need Blue Sky. I don't need Mastodon. I don't need Instagram. I don't need Threads. I don't need any of this crap. I have. I just need R slash Jaguars. I have TikTok, <laughs> and that's kind of the only one I really need. Like Twitter to some extent. And if it goes, I don't care because like I just don't need online communities. I have. Chris's friends who are calling in 332-333-4361. Leave a message. Um, that's it. That's what we learned. That's the show. Three years down, one wow. to go. Uh, sizzle, sizzle reel. We can do it in four. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, that's kind of how it goes. Coop, thank you for being here. I'm anything, honored to be here. Entering Any, our, our our senior year. Yeah, anything wow. you want to anything you want to plug um, for Joe or Matt or Kevin to look. At. <laughs> <laughs> um, not really. Everything that I'm kind of working on right now is not actually out anywhere. So Ooh, it's under wraps. Wow. Yeah, like a mummy. Uh, Ooh, like exactly. a mummy. They call him Cuba, the mummy from lacrosse. That's his <laughs> spooky, spooky name. You know, the Halloween name. <laughs> oh man. Um, Chris, why don't you let the people know where they can find us and all that. We are at Sizzle Reel Gang on Twitter and Instagram. We are Sizzle Reel Gang at gmail.com. Send us an email. Yep. We're Sizzle Reel Gang, the website.com. It's new. It's improved. It's a good ass website. And maybe we'll put some typeface animator graphics on it. Maybe. Ooh. Maybe. Probably not. It's a good ass website. It's a good ass website. Yeah. It's a cool ass cool website. Cool ass website too. Uh, and most importantly, we have the Sizzle Reel Cold Line. Burr. That is 332-333-4361. Call in. Leave a message. Let us know how you feel about Adobe Premiere versus DaVinci. Let us know how you feel about um, Graham was just in town. That's pretty cool. Let us know about (laughs) the writer's strike. Tell us about the iPhone 15 camera. You ever had a project where the footage is so bad you can't watch it without cringing? Uh, and do you have any film, local filmmaking communities you're a part of? Those are all topics that are open yes. for all very your, related to and each call, other. And call to congratulate us on on three years. You're only going to hear us sing that tune a uh, hundred and four more <laughs> times ever. So yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, we're uh, we're we're crushing it. And uh, no, hundred and four. I don't Sorry, know. You can, you, are we doing fifty two more? Or are we doing? I 44 think, oh, more. Oh, you're saying it's twice. Uh, it's still, yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to cap it at 200, but you never know. All right. So 200 is going to be a massive super show. You got show, about though. 88 more songs in us. For 200, we're going to do a 24-hour marathon where people come keep coming into the studio. That's, That's going to be <laughs> great. I can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. All right. So long. Goodbye. Productions Podcast.